Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, friends. This is Cindy Linden, and yes, this is the Cook Along Podcast. You're waiting for the music, and it's not going to come for a couple of minutes while I tell you about what happened with this recipe. This is a recipe that I have made a number of times, but I hadn't made it in a long time. These are good, sturdy shortbread cookies, and shortbread is always lovely and simple, easy to make, and simple in concept. But this time, as I was eating the cookies, the result of this podcast, I felt like there was a flavor I wished was in here. I wanted them to have an ingredient that wasn't there. I had the hope that this would elevate this recipe from good to amazing. So today, two days later, I went back in the kitchen to make these again, but with my added ingredient. It did work. These are amazing. So before you start listening to this podcast, I'm going to tell you that there's an extra ingredient that if you add it, I'm going to say again, these cookies are really good just by themselves. They're great everyday cookies that you can eat with tea or put in a lunchbox or whatever. But if you want something amazing, you want to add one ingredient that you will not hear in the podcast. This is the secret ingredient this is the one that takes it over the top. You want to look in your grocery store for something called Heath, as in Heath Bar, made by Hershey's, Heath Bits O Brickle. This is like the inside of a Heath Bar. It doesn't have the chocolate on the outside because there are Heath Bits as well, and they have chocolate. But that is not the profile we're going for here. We're looking for a more butterscotchy toffee flavor. If you can find those, you want to add a cup of those to the ingredient list. And I will give you a little notification. Cindy, your narrator, will step in at the point where you want to add that to this recipe. The pictures you see below, there's one picture of the regular ones, and the rest are with the toffee bits in them. Have fun with the recipe. Have fun with the podcast. Listen for your cue to put in the extra special ingredient. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. there. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. We're making cookies again. I should just give in and rename the thing the Cookie Long Podcast because I have more cookie recipes on here than anything else. Today, we're going to make the easiest cookies maybe ever 
They're very, very quick to mix up, and then they do bake for kind of a while. They have a an ostensibly healthy component, let's just say. They're shortbread cookies made with brown sugar, but they have oatmeal in them, so surely that means they're good for us, right? Right? In addition to a cookie sheet, you're going to need some parchment paper, and normally at this point I would tell you to preheat your oven to 300 degrees, but I'm not going to do that because the dough has to chill for just a little bit. So we can turn on the oven to preheat while we're chilling the dough. Your ingredients are very few. You ready? Here we go. You need a cup of butter. That's two sticks worth of cold butter. You don't even have to warm it up. I am using salted butter today. If you want to use unsalted butter, you can. I just uh, like a little more saltiness to my sweet things. So I'm using salted butter. Ingredient number two. You need a half cup of packed dark brown sugar if you have it. If you don't have dark brown sugar and you only have light brown sugar, don't worry about it. That's okay. It's just that the darker the brown sugar, the deeper the flavor for the cookies. And deeper flavor is something that works for me. You need a quarter of a teaspoon of salt. And if you're using salted butter and you wanted to leave that out, you could. You need two and a quarter cups of all-purpose flour and a half a cup of quick cooking oatmeal. Don't cook it. Just uncooked quick cooking oatmeal. That's not rolled oats. It's not instant oatmeal. Mine says quick one-minute oats. They're the same kind of oats. They're just cut a little smaller so they soften faster. Step number one, if you have two cookie sheets, you wanna line them both with your parchment paper. I have this nifty stuff I'm gonna to use today. I, I certainly have parchment paper in my house, but I was given a gift last Christmas for something called a nonstick heat pressing sheet, which you can use for or baking or crafting, and it's uh, kinda of like a it's supposedly it's Teflon, but it's 100% nonstick and it has heat resistance to 600 degrees and you can cut it and you can wash it and it doesn't tear. It's about the same size as my cookie sheets and I use that instead of parchment paper anytime I'm able to do so because it is more ecologically acceptable to me. You know, I'm not just throwing something out, I'm washing it and reusing it. Anyway, I'm just telling you about this because this is kind of cool. And you could go online probably and look for them. Mine says SS Chauvin, S-H-O-V-A-N, P-T-F-E, Teflon Sheet. It's a five pack and it's FDA approved so you can cook with it. So the first thing you're going to do is line your two cookie sheets with your parchment paper. And the second thing is take your butter and we're gonna cut it into pieces. This is part of the reason it's easiest if it's cold. So we're gonna just cut it up into like, I don't know, 12 pieces. Just slice it every ounce or so. That'll help it mix in. We're gonna use an electric mixer for this. You could do it by hand just like most things, but it'll be a long process if you do. So I'm cutting the butter up in case you're wondering what I'm doing. Now those chopped pieces of butter go into a mixing bowl. Ta-da! Step one is already accomplished. Step two, oh, I guess this is three because we talked about the parchment paper. Sorry about that. 
you're going to get your brown sugar out. For that, we're going to have a half cup and we're going to press it into there as firmly as we can. It should be firmly packed. So press your brown sugar into that cup as much as you can, that measuring cup, and throw that in with the butter. Add your quarter of a teaspoon of salt to that. Now we're going to mix that up on the mixer. I'm using a stand mixer, but a hand mixer would also work. If you're using a stand mixer and you have a paddle attachment, that's the one you want. Now we're just going to mix this up until the two combine. So we're not trying to cream the butter like we sometimes do. It doesn't have to be really smooth and fluffy and creamy. In fact, we don't want that. We just want it until everything is kind of mixed together. And so that's probably one or two minutes. So I'm going to turn my machine on and let you do the same. And in order to minimize the noise, I'll come back to you after that and we'll add the other two ingredients. Just mix it on low until what you have is well combined. All right, see you in a couple minutes. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ding, ding, ding. This is Cindy, your narrator. This is the moment. Take your one cup of Bits of Brickle toffee chips and pour them all into the bowl right now and then run your mixer for like 15 seconds around the bowl to get them all mixed into your butter and sugar mix. And then continue on from here just the way it says. All right. It should be, like I said, mixed up, but not like creamy because we did it on slow. Mm. Butter and sugar. Mm. Butter and brown sugar. Even better. All right. Now we're going to add the two and a quarter cups of all-purpose flour. And we've worked together before, so you know me. Right? What's the rule? The rule is you don't just scoop it. The rule is multi-step. First, we stir it up aerate it so that it's not all condensed 
because that would give us too much flour and the shortbread cookies would turn out pasty and nasty. Okay, then after it's aerated, we scoop it with a spoon. We scoop it into the measuring cup. We do not scoop it out with the measuring cup. We spoon the stuff into the measuring cup. Again, for the same reason. We don't want dry, floury shortbread cookies. Level it off with a spoon of the handle. And this probably seems too simple, but we're just adding it to the mixer. Go back and get your second helping. Two and a quarter cups. Seems pretty specific, doesn't it? Two and a quarter. It's not two, it's not two and a half. So level off your quarter cup and it goes into the mixer. Now we need the oatmeal. And for that, we want a half a cup. And this you can just scoop. Just scoop out a quarter a cup of your quick one minute oats and pour them in there. And then we're gonna mix this up. And you'll wanna have a spatula handy because we're gonna scrape the bowl pretty frequently just to be sure it all gets mixed in. And I have to even start with that because I've got some flour spattered too high. It won't ever get absorbed in here. Shortbread cookies are, I don't know, they're one of the simplest kind of cookies. And yet, for some reason, they're really compelling. I think, I think there's something about their simplicity that is just mostly butter and sweetness and a lovely texture. I don't know how to describe it. But you've probably had shortbread, so you know what I'm talking about. All right, so this is all kind of crumbly. And actually, it's mixing up pretty well. There's not a lot sticking to the sides. But just to be sure there's not just butter and sugar underneath this layer of flour and oats, I'm going to scrape it a little bit. Helps if you unlock the head in order to tip it back. Oh, okay. So my uh, beater blade just fell off into the stuff. I'm glad this isn't goopy stuff. I, I would be a little annoyed. All right. Good enough. Good enough scraping. Putting it back. Oh, it fell off again. What the heck is going on? Okay. Now I'm putting it back in. And we're just going to keep going here a little bit. And we don't want to over mix it. Because otherwise we, we want it till it's not quite pulled together. You know, I don't want it to come into a lump. It's getting really close to that. It's starting to pull together. I don't want it all the way pulled together. You want to just see that it wants to come together and then stop it. Don't overmix it. Because then that would make the cookies tough. The gluten in the flour, if you overmix it, gets tough. Now you want to get a cutting board or whatever surface you like to roll pie dough or whatever out on. And you want to put a little flour on it. You know what? I'm going to use a silicone mat here because I can. I have a silicone mat called a Silpat. And I'm going to put a little flour on that. Just a little bit light because, again, you don't want to add too much flour. You just want to keep it from sticking to your to your, um, oh, your rolling board. I don't know what to call it, a cutting board or not. And then we're going to take the dough off the mixer, get the dough off the blade of the mixer and down into the bowl. And then we're going to take the 
cookie batter, cookie dough, cookie dough. And dump it in its pieces here. Like I said, it's probably not adhered all together. That's okay. That's actually a good thing. Dump it onto your rolling surface because we do have to roll these out. So you also need a rolling pin, although if you don't have a rolling pin, there are many other things you can use. We discovered this at Thanksgiving. My family and I all made pumpkin pies at our own residences. We all used the same recipe, and so we were all making the same pie, but we were doing it on video. All of my sons, I have three of them, they all have nice marble rolling pins. I know they do because I gave them to them. You're kind of now pushing the dough into a ball so that it actually is stuck together. Make it into a ball and then put it down on your floured surface and press it down a little bit. And get your rolling pin ready. So anyway, one of my sons could not find his, uh, his rolling pin and ended up using a bottle of soda, like Pepsi or something, I think. Oh, no, it was Tarani syrup, which was fine. You know, worked out just fine. You use a ketchup bottle if you have a round ketchup bottle. You know what? I don't think ketchup comes in round bottles much anymore. So what, what we're doing here... I guess I should have had you form it into a square. If it's not too late, take take your hands now and push it into a little bit more square shape. I've rolled mine just a little bit. And uh, what we're trying to get here is probably more akin to a rectangle or a square than, than uh, what? Than a circle. Roll it out until it's about a quarter inch thick. And if you have to get a ruler don't be embarrassed about that because what you don't want to do is get it so thin here I'm using a um a, what do you call it a uh, you know measuring tape uh, huh. yeah it's about, okay right now I've got it at about half inch so that tells me I need to go down by about half it doesn't have to be square. It doesn't matter. This is something you could use cookie cutters on if you wanted to. I'm not going to mess with that. I'm just going to cut it into squares or, you know, whatever shapes, I guess, because some of this isn't square. All right, let's see how I'm doing. Uh, you know, I think it's close enough. Well, no, I'll get more cookies if I roll it just a hair thinner. All right, and I'll leave it like that. All right, now that you got it rolled out, hopefully it isn't going to stick to your surface. Now get a knife, a sharp knife, or a cookie cutter, or whatever you feel like using. I am going to try to square this up a little more because I really kind of want squares. Don't ask me why this is this just this momentary obsession because I have this round thing on my cutting board, but I um, I want squares, dang it. So I am uh, reshaping the edges, uh, sort of, kind of, pushing it, just pushing it into a square, which, of course, now makes it too thick in some places. I'm not very worried about that. Okay. 
some of it was a little thin anyway, and now some of it's a little thick. So I'm going to try to pat it down with my hands to just get it as even as I can now that I've squared things up a little. Now, take your sharp knife, and we're going to cut these in three-inch squares. Where's my measuring tape? There we go. So what I've done here, and you may want to do the same because it might just be easier than eyeballing it, is get your ruler out or your measuring tape, whatever it is you're using, and see how big your square is and divide it by three. And that way you'll know how many cuts you're making. What about this direction? Hmm. Well, it'll be what it is. They don't have to be perfectly square. They could be bars. They could be circles. They can be cookie cutter shapes. But what you're going to do now is cut your dough into squares. That was exactly three inches. I feel very proud of myself about that. Um, this one I'm going to check. Okay. This is silly. It really doesn't matter. But here I am doing it. You know what? I'm going to take a picture of this because I probably should. So you're just not trying to just imagine what it is I'm talking about. And now the truth will come to light in the pictures. I'm only making half a batch because I don't need three dozen cookies in my house. I just don't, especially shortbread. I just would eat them all. And I don't mean over time. I mean like now, right away. Okay, now I'm going to get a little spatula. Some sort of spatula will help you pick these up. And you're going to put them on the cookie sheet with the parchment paper on it. And they don't have to be spaced hugely far apart because they're really not going to grow much because there's nothing in them to make them rise. What you see is going to be pretty much what you get. Put a little space between them, but it doesn't have to be a lot, like maybe an inch. And... This is not an, a hard thing to cut in half. The amounts are all easy. It's not like there's an egg in it that you have to figure out how to do half of. All right, now that you've got them on the cookie sheet, here's what I'm going to do just to make the cookies a better size. I'm going to cut diagonally across each square so that my cookies are half the size of what I put them on here as. I'll take a picture of that too. Now, you don't have to do this if you like bigger cookies, but it also isn't going to make three dozen cookies unless you do this. But triangle cookies are kind of fun, kind of unusual. So I am cutting all of my squares into triangles. And then I'm going to spread them apart a little bit because I don't want them cooking like that. Give them some space. And we just did it on here because it's easier to move the squares than it would be to move all these little triangles. And again, don't worry about space between them so much. Although, if you've made a full batch, you are going to need both cookie sheets. Now, because there's so much butter in here, if we were to just bake them right now, the butter would just melt and pool out and spread. So we're not going to do that. Now we're going to put this in the refrigerator. I guess I should have told you you're going to need a spot big enough for your cookie sheet. Wow, I may not have that. Interesting. Um, hmm. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I needed some of this to come out of here anyway. Put that in your refrigerator and set a timer for 20 minutes. And at the same time, turn your oven on to 300 degrees. This is lower than most cookies. They're kind of delicate and we don't need to really 
brown them. We just want to solidify them a little bit, right? You can use the next 20 minutes while things are chilling and preheating to do your kitchen cleanup and then come back to me and we'll talk about how the rest of this plays out. We really just bake them, but there's some things you need to know before you do it, okay? I'll talk to you soon. All right, I am back. I don't know about you, but it took significantly more time for my oven to reach 300 degrees than it did for the 20 minutes for the cookies to cool. Anyway, they're going in the oven now. So take your cookie sheet out of your fridge and put it in the oven. And then I'm going to tell you what's interesting about these cookies. They're going to cook for about half an hour. That's the goal. But we are taking them out based a lot less on time than on the way they look. The bottom should be kind of golden and the edges are kind of pale to golden on the top. That could take, depending on your oven, it could take 30 minutes. We're gonna check it at 20 because it's really about how the cookies look, not how long they've been in the oven. We're gonna set a timer for 20 minutes. You're probably gonna need more than that 20 minutes. You can always add more time but you can't take away time if you overcook them. So we're gonna check them at 20 minutes to see if the bottoms look golden brown and the tops look only kind of pale and just starting to turn golden on the top. And if we need to, we're gonna just leave them in there and check them every five minutes to see when they get there. Now here's the thing. If it takes less than 30 minutes to get to that barely pale golden brown look, then for your second batch, you want to turn the heat of your oven down to 275. It could take as much as an hour. I can hear your dismay as I'm saying this. It could take as much as an hour. It probably won't. That seems very unlikely that you're going to need a whole hour for these cookies. But if it does, if it takes that long to get to where the cookies look the way I've described them, and I will post a picture on my website so you have a reference point. Thecookalongpodcast.com is where you'll find that. And you can just type in shortbread into the search bar and these will come up. If it takes as much as an hour for these cookies, then you need to turn your oven for the second batch. You need to turn your oven up to 325. Either way, for both batches... After about 20 minutes or 25 minutes, you're going to want to start checking them every five minutes or so so that you don't let them cook too long and you don't let them cook too short. All right? Now, this could bring you some questions, but just know that somewhere between 25 minutes and an hour, these cookies are going to look right and you're going to take them out of the oven and let them cool. It's okay if it takes a half hour. That's what you're hoping for. That's when you know your oven was the right temperature to begin with. It's okay if it takes an hour. If it takes more than an hour, you need to turn up your oven for the second batch. If they cook faster than 30 minutes, you want to turn your oven down. That's my last word on the subject today, okay? So I hope you like these. Again, the webpage is the place to look for the pictures of the finished product and for the way I cut them so that you can see what I was talking about. 
thecookalongpodcast.com. And if you find that you do have questions about these cookies or comments about how long they took you or tips for making it more predictable, please contact me on my Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and type in the Cook Along Podcast and the page will come up and you can leave me comments or questions or feedback or thoughts or whatever you want there. I hope you will. I'd love to chat with you there. I've enjoyed making cookies with you again today, and we both get to benefit from the fruits of our labors. That's one of the good things about being in separate places when we do this, right? We each end up with a whole batch of cookies. Not a bad thing, if you ask me. I hope to see you again soon when I will try to find something other than cookies to make. And until next time, happy cooking! deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Ko-fi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.